0: is Get Valiant number 186.
1: It is Get Valiant.
0: The big 186. <laughs> God, it is big. Uh, I mean, I just how big? big how big is that? You know, it's pretty big, you know. And if you have to ask, then I can't tell you how big it is.
1: <laughs> oh. Scott is throwing down the gauntlet right now. He just predicted the score. And now I can't possibly score it what he just predicted. So I have to score it higher or lower. It
0: just shows how how smart Scott is,
1: though. So I'm just saying, if you feel like that's what you're going to do. Well, I haven't thought... See, this is the thing about scores. Like, I decide what I'm going to score a book as we're talking about it. That's what I... so. Here's the thing that maybe people don't realize. Like we get the review copies the Friday before the book comes out. I don't read them until like half an hour before we go live.
2: Mm. And that's not a strategy, guys. It's just that he's procrastinating.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it legitimately legitimately is a strategy because I want to be able to have this conversation fresh off of reading the book and really talk about my feelings on it. I don't want to be thinking about like, oh, what did I – how did the book make me feel a week ago when I read it?
2: I mean, those you know? of you reading the show, we get really deep with it, and we talk about our feelings on how these books make us feel and our heartstrings and just the joy we get in reading comic books. So no, it's, for a happy real, it's a
3: real, though. I
2: mean, place. you're
1: making it a joke, but it's serious. Like, yeah. like I genuinely want to be able to talk about, like, what impressions I got from the book, seriously, and I don't want to have to try to remember how I felt a week ago.
2: No, no, no. I'm giving, I'm giving you a hard time. But yes, like it is. It's true. It's good to see that. It's good to get those feelings. Um, you know, I, uh, Josh, what's your strategy? What do you, how do you read your books before we get to this show?
0: So what I normally do is I wait till about 630 at night on the Wednesday that we do it. And uh, <laughs> I try to read it, you know, because I just forget about them. It's, it's, it's too easy sometimes to know that we get the books on like Friday. Yeah. So and, I apologize,
2: Eric. Josh is the procrastinator. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, and you know, the thing is too for me, like if I'm if I'm not gonna write about the books, then I definitely forget
1: about them. What's up, David? Hey David, what's up, man? Good to see you. Yeah.
2: I try to do it, if I have some time, like on a Sunday, is usually kind of when I get some time to do it, a little downtime. Read the book, um, and then I try to give it another once over on Wednesday. Uh, Just to kind of make sure I touched base. Because you know how books are. Sometimes it takes a couple times to read it, coming back to it. Uh, But, yeah. So I I think it's interesting how how we read it, how we go to it. Um, You know, usually I read them twice. So um, that's my thing. But
1: Sounds like a lot of work.
2: (laughs) I I like reading the stories, man. Just getting into it. And especially our viewers, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I feel like I owe it to them to make sure. Like you know, they're getting the the deep down, and it's not just a, a flyby.
1: So, so for me, I want to give every book the chance to be a five point And the only way for me a, a five point oh.
3: <laughs> the,
1: the only way a book can be a five point for me, spoiler alert, is if um it really like. Pulls me into the story hardcore and like, and I have this certain, like there's a certain reading experience that I'm looking for to give a book a 5.0. And that can only happen as, like I said, like a, it, it's a certain feeling that I get when I read a comic and, and, it, and it makes me feel a certain way. um, And I want to give every book that chance, but the only way to give it that chance is to read it and then talk about it as soon as possible afterward. So yeah, I feel sure. like, I feel like if I read a book, you know when we got them on you know Friday or Saturday over the weekend, and then read it again on Wednesday. I don't know that I'd be able to give any book a five point at that point because by the time I read it a second time, the magic is gone. You know what I mean? Like there's a certain magic to reading a comic book story for the first time. There's, there's you know seeing the art for the first time, you know feeling the flow of the pages for the first time, getting the the big reveals that come throughout the story. The the exposition, how it makes, like, there's just so much of that that, to me, is dependent on the first time you read the story, and a second read-through. While I love rereading books that are really good, like, I've read The Valiant a bunch of times, um, I've reread a bunch of the Bloodshot stuff over and over again, I've reread Wrath of the Eternal Warrior multiple times, um, a bunch of Exo, like, especially the Venditti run I've read multiple times, you know, so there's a lot of that stuff that I that I reread. I don't think there's anything against rereading. It's just not the same experience as that first time that you're going through it and and just being um I don't know. There's just something special about that first experience of, of reading a book.
2: Yeah. Just that ah, uh, I hear you, I hear you that. Yeah. You know, and, and some of it's good having that book, like you mentioned, the valiant. Which is kind of one of those books that I kind of prop up when I'm thinking 5.0. Like, okay, does it stand up against the Valiant, right? Because I mean, that's kind of the grading scale off of what we're going with with myself. Um, is how does it how does it ta- how does how does each book pair up to what I believe is a perfect book type of thing? So,
0: sure, yeah, I think like you know, for me, like I feel like if I like a book a lot the first time I read it, I'm gonna like it more the second time or just at mm-hmm. least as much. Right. Um, you know, I think about like a lot of the things that I've read numerous times and, and to me, they, they, they hold their weight, you know, uh, Josh Dysart's work on Harbinger and Imperium. Oh. I've read them numerous times. That's and, another one I've reread for sure. Yeah. And to me, it's just like, they're, they're still as good as they were. Like maybe the first time I read them, you know, like the, the only thing I've lost is a little bit of the mystery of like, what's going to happen because I've got to read all of it. Right. But. Uh, but to me, I mean, the they're still great, whether I've read them uh, three or four times. Uh, same with Archer and Armstrong. You know, I, I read Van Linty's Archer and Armstrong all the time. And it's just one of my favorite runs that they've had at Valiant also. I've got a lot of them, I would say. A lot of favorite runs at Valiant. Yeah. But they, they all stay about the same, you know. I, I just feel like that's kind of the magic of these books, you know. Like when you're really into them, when you're really invested mentally and in, in, in reading all this stuff, you know. I just feel like it stays with you a little bit, you know? So when, if you feel like a book is like a five, I feel like the next time you read it, it's still that five,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know? I mean, I mean, Eric could probably read, I'm trying to think, was it um, Analog Man? Where you're like, know, oh. a six out of five. So oh the thing my, is, I feel gosh. like the next time you read that book,
1: it's still that good. It can still be that great of a book to you. You can't touch Analog Man. Like, <laughs> nothing can touch, like... The only things for me that comes, the only things for me that come close to Analog Man, are that first arc of Bloodshot Reborn, and certain of the original uh, twenty twelve Bloodshot issues. But Analog Man, oh my god, Bloodshot yeah. Island too. Yeah. but Analog Man just
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, I think there's some beauty, right? When there's some of these books that are like those core. Amazing books, and then you know, as you go, you you re-catch you catch little pieces here and there, right? I mean, we had Matthew on a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about you know reread number two of E X O, and you might get a little bit more hints of what's coming. So I think that's kind of fun sometimes is to see the foreshadowing in a hindsight manner. Um, and then the other thing that's it's interesting is when you reread books, like I'm going to have to reread The Visitor because there was news that The Visitor's coming out again. Ayo. Yeah. Yep, uh,
1: yeah. Speaking of which, are we getting both issues the same month? I believe so. Yeah, I thought that's we're what we're getting both of them in June.
0: I'm I'm curious what the solicitations for that month are going to be. I hope it's just not the you know the visitor and that's it. It's the visitor twice. That would be. <laughs> uh,
2: thank you. No, thank
0: you. <laughs> you know, I kind of wish. I mean, I know that like. Everybody would just want, like, the normal amount of issues. But to me, it's like, with everything that's happened, I think it would have been cool just to have been like, here's a double-sized finale. Here's here's both issues in one. Pay a little bit more. Get all of it. Let's get it over with. Just because we've been waiting for so long. It's been, like, about a year, you know, I feel like since we've uh, had the chance to read it. I definitely need to reread it again. Yeah. But I also feel like that's the kind of book where, it would help to reread it even if you had, even if it was coming out monthly, just because I feel like it's kind of dense. You just need, I mean, I feel like there's gotta be something I'm missing with it. You know, I keep trying to pick up on clues as to what, what the, um, who our little mysterious visitor even is, you know, and I have no, I have no clue. So I think like it's, they're doing a good job of keeping under wraps and, and the story hasn't given it away. I haven't, heard, I haven't heard anyone who's, I know exactly who it is. Definitively, this person. Mm. But uh, I definitely got to dig those issues out.
1: Mm. Those, yeah, I mean, that book is crazy. I remember some of the stuff of, like, certain elements of the last issue or so. But, like, yeah, it's definitely one that you got to go back and reread again. Because there's so much going on. The thing that I remember the most about The Visitor is the art is phenomenal. Yeah. MJ
2: Kim is doing a damn good job at that.
1: Yeah.
2: And from what they were saying, how MJ Kim and Paul were going out and just on site of different scenes of taking like actual shots of the street. Cause they're all in New York. Um, was really exciting to see that. So it was very, very good. So I think MJ Kim has done most of everything I've seen with uh, covers and interiors of Valiant have been great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. MJ Kim is a phenomenal artist. You guys, this is, Probably asking a lot, but do either of you remember who was doing colors on the visitor? Was it Dollhouse? It wasn't Dollhouse, was it? I don't remember. Okay, that's fair. It's, been,
0: it's just been a while since that. Book. Yeah,
1: dude, it's been like a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: it, it it just stinks too because I mean, I uh, I know that the news broke this week about the book. It was, it was uh, this week or last week that the book was coming back, and I had the information, but I just I can't remember.
2: Diego
1: Rodriguez. There you go. Oh, wow. Not a name that we hear all the time, but Hmm. the reason that I ask is that the colors in that book are phenomenal. Like MJ Kim does a great job, but it's one of those things where like colors can really make or break a book. And when you have really, really good line work and then colors that really make the lines pop, that's when you get a perfect looking book. And I think that's one of the things that, the story on The Visitor is kind of like, it's not my favorite thing Valiant has done, right? It's no The Valiant, it's no Dr. Tomorrow, it's no Analog Man. But while the story is solid and good, the art is what really makes that book. Yeah. I'm
2: excited to get that story wrapped up, to get it, you know, kind of get the conclusion of it, have that happen. Um, I think that, that's a great piece. Um, and you know, you're talking colors there. Um, have either of you read the colored version, the deluxe versions of The Walking Dead? No. I haven't even looked at them, actually. But I remember always saying, like, I think I would like this book more if it had color. So um am going to have to take a
0: look at that and peek into that. So,
1: Wait, they're actually releasing it with colors? Yeah. yeah.
0: They, so it finished, and now they're re re, re I don't know how long they're going to do it for. But they started to put it out back out and all. It's called The Walking Dead Deluxe. And yeah, the in single-issue
2: formats. I, I thought they would have done that in like a hardcover format here and there, but they're doing it in single-issue formats. Wow. So you're getting to relive the Walking Dead experience uh, <laughs> twice a month. Um, yeah. Hey, uh,
0: real quick, just like one last little tidbit about The Visitor. Issue 5 has art by Sue Lee, and then issue 6 is MJ Kim.
3: Mm.
1: Okay. That's good to know. Okay. It'll be interesting to see how that ties together and if it feels co- cohesive. Yeah. Um. Hopefully it does, but I'm glad that it's at least ending on MJ Kim because her art has been great. But um. That's interesting.
2: Okay, and then I want to correct it. It's Ulysses Ariola. Uh, who's done it and the reason I I even said Diego Rodriguez and this is two weeks in a row of kind of noticing this with Valiant of them producing books and seeing that there was a different initial color artist tied to it after the fact so I always think that that's I guess I just have to prove it just to show you guys but uh, Diego Rodriguez on it you know what I mean on this book so he that's did issue
1: one. he did issue one but he didn't do issues two through four
2: well, I mean there's Ulysses Ariola, but they have it on here. Okay, I guess he maybe had just did issue one. Okay, so I wasn't totally wrong.
1: But either way, they both did a phenomenal job. Right. Yep. There I we think go. they both did really, really well. Although if we are talking about colors, I think the best colored book that I've read in a really, really, really long time is Exo Manowar this new Man War story with uh, Ruth Redman doing the colors. That's got to be the best color. Say whatever you want about the story, um, whatever you want about the characterizations or the ties to continuity or lack thereof. The colors in that book are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So good. So, so good. I believe it.
2: Yeah. Did we have any other Valiant news that came out this last week or week
0: and a half? No, I think it was just the news about the visitor coming yeah. back.
2: Well that's good news to have. I think we've been wanting it, so Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I know we had talked to um Matthew about it a few weeks ago when he was on and he said if you like the J months, what then you'll then you'll uh you know be looking for the visitor something about the J months and here it comes, you know. That's one thing that was really great about that interview. And I know we talked a bunch about this last week and uh, we don't need to like plug that episode too much, but I really do hope people take the time to go back and listen to that interview with Matthew, because he, he dropped a lot of hints. He gave us a lot of information. Um, We talked to him about a lot of topics. One of the most exciting topics that we talked to him about, in my opinion Was action. Wrestling? Action figures. Wrestling? Fucking action figures, man. They need to happen (laughs) at some point. He made it sound like they're happening. He didn't give us any concrete information. He wasn't able to give us any dates. He didn't say character names out loud, but he made some pretty serious hints. And I'll leave it to to our listeners and and, and viewers to go back and, and, you know, Revisit that interview with Matthew and, and, you know, interpret his hints for yourself. But to me, you know,
0: know, one thing about
1: action figures that's
0: really exciting is is, is, as long as we can get something that just looks like what we see on the page. That's all I ask. Yeah, because I think sometimes um, you don't like Diesel no I no I'm not even no, I'm, I'm sad the point I was actually gonna make was silver fox collectibles where oh god we don't even know I don't think any of that stuff's even gonna come out no it doesn't I don't seem of it is but when you looked at how they had some of the characters designed like bloodshot just looked ridiculous
2: I think you know? they missed out on like a uh, a bid to do a Hellboy, and they just kind of used the same ding <laughs> model. And we got all these it, extra
0: uh, Hellboy heads. It
2: was yeah, exactly. We got the big old Hellboy jaw. Just just file and, off
0: more of his horns.
2: Yeah, but there was some bad stuff, and then the, I I don't know those things weren't mine. The little character looking the ones. little
0: shebees.
2: Yeah, but those didn't even get produced. People yeah. had put out money to pre pre buy them, never got them, and then finally said they're not getting them. So yeah, it sounds like that was not the greatest deal. With um, what'd you call it? Silver Fox.
0: Silver Fox. I think that's what they're called. Yeah. yeah so be. Be careful if you even see those dudes on anything because it just sounds like, just from people I've seen on Valiant Comic Fans talking about it, people are having a real hard time getting their money back and it just seems like a
1: total clusterfuck. From the things that I have heard, they are very difficult to work with. You know what stinks kind of too? And I
0: mean, this is such a selfish thing to bitch about, but we actually, and I think this was maybe before John came on here, but we had it worked out where they were going to send us like a box. They're going to send me and Eric a box to unveil on like an episode. We had it worked out through somebody, and that's never going to happen. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> hmm. Sons of bitches. You
1: know, well, we were to get some of those chibis and be able to review them. Yeah, um, review. But the they're chi- not going to happen.
0: But you know, what? I mean, like, I feel like, um, I mean, like, I hope that's one thing I do kind of hope that they do a little bit more of, just a, but a little bit more affordable. I love. Statues and especially busts. I used to collect a lot of that kind of stuff, and if they could do some more of those kind of things, you know, I would be totally down with it. I hopefully still need not... a
2: Shakespeare head bust. That's what I need.
0: Yeah. Need hopefully not with, Hopefully not with quarantine. I, I wasn't real happy with them myself, but like, yeah. Um, they were just what kind of bad. dicks. They were kind of dicks to work with when I came to when I bought my statue, um, my bloodshot one.
2: <laughs> uh, well. I, I still understand. like one of the gold circle ones, though. That's still. Well, looking. I think there
0: was a problem with that. That was one of the things that um, I think at the time Dinesh wasn't happy with. Was there wasn't never supposed to be any
2: variant. Yeah, no
0: variations. They were all supposed to be the same. He didn't want it to be a thing where um, the fans who could even afford these could, were, were going to have to try and like get two different statues, things like that. Yeah. When I bought mine, mine was supposed to come with the print of uh, the David Aja variant of Bloodshot 1. It listed it, and when I am you saying, it,
2: like, Dinesh didn't want, like, things that were really rare and hard to get, and you could only buy one at a store and only at a store? I don't believe I'm you. never, I don't believe you, Josh. Damn,
0: no way. But, I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, and I, I only bring this up because this was such a cool thing that happened. Like, when I talked to Quarantine about it, they were like, nope, we can't do it. Sorry. We know we said that you out of the print, but you can't have it. And I was just like, that's a bunch of bullshit, you know? Like, I would never buy from you guys here again. And then I was talking – I had – I was talking to someone at Valiant just like chatting and they were like, Oh, you should email someone about that and just say something. And I want to say like a week later, a giant cardboard cutout like standee of bloodshot showed up at my house. And then um, like a box came with a bunch of old like bloodshot books in it. A uh, gold bloodshot was in it and some t-shirts. Like it's pretty crazy. Like how Valiant took care of me for something that was not in any way they're They're fuck up.
2: Yeah. So. Well, they've done pretty well. I appreciate it a lot with them. And yeah. uh, Well, you know, I think the feature of the show is talking about a guy that you got a big standee of. And it looks like he's back there behind Eric. He's uh he's featured on the p- behind, right behind you. <laughs> I got some of him behind me as well. Uh, Mr. Uh, Bloodshot. You guys Bloodshot?
1: you can't even it. see these books and it's really disappointing to me because I got some seriously rare shit back here. (laughs) You're supposed to use the toilet for that, dude. (laughs) Yeah. No, I've got a Kevin Van Hook signed Eternal Warrior number 4 got a Tim Seeley signed Carbon Fiber Bloodshot number one. Some of these books I got back here, man. Anyway, Bloodshot numero... I can't remember 11 in 11.
0: It's 11. (laughs)
1: we
2: read these books we hope you have so
1: yeah hopefully everybody has read bloodshot number 11 and um is ready to join us for this conversation because we really want to talk about this um the So I wanna start off by asking you guys what you guys think about the art in this issue because it's gone back and forth. We had Mark Laming, we had Brett Booth, we've had Pedro Andreo. What do you guys think about the art in this issue? I like it. I mean,
0: I, I, I think um, it would be nice if this entire run, we just had maybe like two different artists. And that's, but it is what it is. you know. I know that the problem with a lot of this stuff is that we've had the pandemic. But the guy who's doing the art now, um, that Andreo, I think, got like some a cool style. Yeah, you know, got a good flow to it.
2: I feel like there hasn't been a big departure, like a big change, right? Like I felt like when you went from Booth to Laming, like I expected this utter shocks change, and it kind of felt like it flowed really well from one to the other. So it wasn't like this big, like, oh my God, something really happened, something really changed, which is going to all of them being pretty pretty darn good artists on this book. Yeah. So, I I I I thought it was really cool the way they did that um because there was some kind of worry, some kind of, you know, hesitation in myself of knowing that there was a change because I really enjoyed Booth on the first one. I thought like, okay, this is really screaming this 80s awesome action um sign me up type of thing. So, and then I think it kept going, Laming and then and then Pedro has been, you know, rookie of the year it seems like, so
1: so, my only complaint is that, like, it's not Miko or Lewis. Um, other than that, like, this art has been really solid. Um, it could be a touch tighter, if that makes sense. Like, it's a little bit loosey-goosey here and there. But um, other than that, I think that it's really solid. Um, Andrew Dollhouse doing the colors, you cannot go wrong. Like... You know when Andrew like there's there's a few people like Andrew Dahlhaus, Brian Reber, um, Diego Rodriguez, Ulysses Ariola. There's a few of those people. Ruth Redmond. Um, when you see their name as doing the colors, you know it's going to be phenomenal. So like there's no complaints there. Um, Pedro Andreo is one of those guys that didn't Matthew tell us that they found him through the um, portfolio reviews?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they said.
1: Yeah. I mean, that what a find, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's ridiculous to me. Like that they put out their feelers and said, "Hey, we'll look at your we look at your art and tell you what a comic professional would say about it." And then they find somebody that they're like, "You know what? Why don't you work on one of our flagship characters? Why don't you work on the only?" It's it's good
2: that they picked him because he was good, not just that he was cheap.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's
0: kind of a but that's kind of a cool thing about the whole his whole story then i guess you know because like it seems like a lot of times when companies bring on like a new artist someone young like hey we had our own portfolio review here's this annual coming up we need someone to pencil in like a six issue or six page backup you know and some book that might be forgotten or hey we got a crossover book coming out for this giant event and maybe you could do something on that and i was like hey go do Bloodshot, and we have a movie coming out and all this kind of stuff and oh that's kind of cool man like he didn't just get. They weren't just like, "Hey, you know, just stay here." At some point, we'll put something out, like, uh, like some smaller character in the universe. You know, like, "Hey, we're gonna do the Arm or something like that." You know, at some point, like a little we'll, we'll backup, you can do that. No. Yeah, Don't we're do, not. Go do Bloodshot. Go do Bloodshot and wrap up the, the series.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Big, big, big shout out to that, and then just all the creative team on here: Tim Seeley, Pedro Darrow, Andreo, Andrew Dollhouse, Dave Sharp. Adelsa Corona did a, an amazing A cover. I love the background right now with Leonardo Manco, and then of course uh, a fan or favorite of us is Brent People. So
1: yep. Oh my God. Okay. So can we talk really quickly about the covers? This is something. Oh you know, we I, I, I mean, Eric. We, we we can't. We spend enough time. We yep. gotta get moved. <laughs> <Next>. <laughs> Um Can you believe so the
0: colors cover, on these covers?
1: Um, Adelsa Corona A cover, absolutely. Phenomenal. Didn't Dollhouse do the colors on that too? He sure did. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal A cover. I think that that looks amazing. Um, Perfect. And then, oh, go back to it. Please, just for me. Not that one. There you go. Um, That Brent Peoples cover. I am a huge Brent Peoples fan personally. And the fact that they finally released this cover that I know he did. I mean, you can look at the date stamp that he wrote on the, on the art. He did it back in like 2015 or something. Yep. Um, this cover is absolutely amazing. I love it. And I'm so glad that it's seeing the light of day. I'm so glad it's finally been published. Um, Cause this original
2: uh, art actually says bloodshot reborn on the top of it. So it was originally done to be on a bloodshot reborn cover. And it screams Bloodshot Reborn.
1: Yeah. It works for this series. It works for any Bloodshot series. Although I will say that does look like a Bloodshot Reborn cover. I'll agree. Like, if you had put that on Colorado, that would have been perfect. Yeah. And I think
0: think the reason it probably didn't get done back then is just because there was a lot of covers coming off of that series that have this specific pose. Bloodshot with the two guns facing forward. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm glad that like this was something that gets its own little room to breathe. Everybody gets to appreciate it because and, and there's it, not like five other covers just like it.
2: And at a quick glance, it reminds me of a, of a sketch cover, too. Um, not that that's a bad thing because I would freaking pay some money to get this sketch <laughs> cover. You know what I mean? So I'm not oh, saying yeah. that is bad, thing, but just the white with the, the, the gray scale on it and just the red uh, reminds me of something that you would go to a con and, and kind of pick up. And you'd you'd feel very happy if you got this.
1: I was gonna say, if I went to a con and I paid somebody to do a sketch cover for me and they handed me that, whew, I would be absolutely jazzed. You know, the, the only the only downside to this cover,
0: because I'm an, I'm a negative person, is it is it is Brent's work from 2015. He has grown so much as an artist. Yeah. I follow the guy on social media. Dude, um, just like I mean like like we said, he is one of our favorite artists. He's such a nice guy. He's easy to talk to. And it's not and because he
2: posts the gym pictures. No,
0: no, it's, it's not because he's working out and getting swole. It's because he's a good <laughs> artist and he's been doing a lot of bigger books and his his art he's, he's art's getting better and better. So, it's almost a shame to see this and be like, "Oh man, like it's 2021. Like, have you seen what he does now?" But it's still a great
1: cover.
3: I, I want to see more cover. of it.
1: That is that is the like what's the opposite of a silver lining? That's the dark cloud over this cover, is knowing that Brent Peoples has not yet been tasked to do interiors on a value book. That to me is a huge oversight that needs to be corrected. Um, I think you could you could put him on a Q and A uh QW book, you could put him on an ANA book. You could put him on a Gen Zero book. You could put him on Harbinger. Um, I think you'd have to have some Gen Zero
0: in order to have a book, though.
3: That's
2: true. Well,
0: <laughs> I mean, Theoretic. you know, scrape up the survivors, the, the three or four that are still left. You know.
2: Well, they do need to do something with them. They can't just be sitting there forever. Yeah. Or there's something that happens in this book that I think would be cool to kind of have him come back and do. Because we get a little bit of backstory within this book of a little bit of Omen and PRS kind of having the battle. Um, And that's one thing in this book that was quite entertaining was uh, just kind of like the story, the quick story, the quick flyby of what happened to Omen and kind of PRS coming back to charge. So uh, they do touch base on that and we're getting some more lovely uh, Wiggins and KT in here as well.
1: So I want to, okay, real quick tangent. (laughs) Scott Bloom mentioned Animalia. That's exactly what I was thinking. They should do an Animalia solo book, and I bet Brent Peoples could draw the shit out of it. Um,
2: Can they do an Animalia crossover with Beast Boy? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be like the best couple in comics, man. That would
1: be pretty sweet.
0: You know, they're both they're both I don't know. I mean, I think Beast Beast Boy's Boy's been around a while, like friendly.
1: I think Beast Boy's a little old for Animalia. Now. We're not
0: saying they need to hook up. They can just be buddies, you know. Yeah. Do some animal stuff together, you know, like, like friends do.
1: Pounding around.
0: Do some, some Doom Patrol together. Throw a leash on each other, you know, and just go to town, you know. <laughs> like walk around town, not like get your mind out of the gutter, dude. Come on, <laughs> so come on, Eric. Keep the lipsticks down,
1: okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, but. I think it's really, really cool that we saw Rampage come back, and then, okay, so spoiler alert. Wah, wah, um, <laughs> he is Harmony now. I do it? Yeah, I, I agree. That's weird. Um, that so dropped like half a point in the book for me just for that name. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm, I'm, a, I'm looking at it the other way. So. I don't think that's oh, no. bad. Now it's a point up now.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a point up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> is it because I said point down you have to go opposite? Is that how it
1: Obviously, it? does. Yeah. um well,
2: guys, you can be wrong or you can be Eric. <laughs> that's
1: right. <laughs> I'm so glad you understand. Yep. Um, no, for me, like I don't think that the I'm not I'm not poo-pooing on harmony from a writing perspective. I just think that it I think it's actually good writing. I think that it's like it just shows how shitty a character he is, you know. Like he's just this piece of shit that thinks that he's like God's gift to America, right? And he uh, was at a
0: Trump rally, so
1: I was gonna say <laughs> we know we know some politicians. I don't know if was it was, I,
0: he was at a rally of people who are probably um, insurgents slash terrorists, no. <laughs> <laughs> domestic domestic terrorists. Yeah, this, was book, a this book is definitely rally? written like there's a bad side. If you, if you catch what I'm saying, <laughs> it's really weird. It was, I thought it was so like in your face the way they did it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, like, what? Yeah, it was very
2: in your face. <laughs> and now I'm Harmony and I'm gonna make things well again.
1: Yeah, yeah. But we get a yeah. lot of Wiggins, we get a lot of KT in this book. I think that's awesome. Um, and they're have, great, they are great. Um, Wiggins is just Wiggins. I mean, he's hilarious, he's awesome. KT is a very different KT from the movie, right? Like, I think Wiggins is basically the exact same character. I don't think the KT is the same character from the
2: movie. Yeah, they um, definitely changed and that she had gone. She was the one that went away for a while, and they just got back. So they had a little bit more KT backstory written in there um, within the comics. So there was definitely a change there. Um and and plenty of backstory to be had about Bloodshot meeting with KT and Wiggins, you know, because they already know each other. Or you know, it's there. There was an interesting piece that can come come back to that they could come draw back onto. Hey, you know, one thing
0: real quick, I wanted to touch on. Um, Todd was bringing up how rad the cover for Bloodshot Ten was, the the Mayhew variants that had KT on them.
1: Oh, and Those yeah. things,
0: holy crap, they look great. Um I wish that those wouldn't have been such a like pricier like store exclusive to get because there's like the yeah. three different covers,
1: but those those covers look amazing. Um speaking of art that looks amazing, I'm a big, big fan of the character design for the guy that's on the screen right now. I don't the remember zealot? his name. The zealot, yes. Yeah, I I thought this was such a cool character. He was like a way more techie
0: cyborg guy. It seemed like his body could like auto repair too. Yeah. So well, he seemed like
2: X in the middle though. It reminds me of like a, uh, uh, an acclaim, uh, XO suit.
0: Well, he, uh, you know, the first, the first thing I thought of was the X-Men. Cause I was like, man, uh, there was a point in time when they had red black X's on their outfits. Right. You know, when they had the gold team and the, uh, whatever other team blue team, I think it was, but like nineties talk there. But, um, no, I, I thought this guy was kind of cool. I'm glad that he didn't necessarily die. I'm sure we're not gonna ever see him again, but um, you know, Bloodshot didn't blow his head off. He just got this, He got like hacked by Wiggins. But I was like, okay, don't kill that guy. Make him pop up again someday. You know, he he was a guy who could go toe to toe with Bloodshot because he he had a suit that could repair itself, which I liked. And he, and his character design is rad yeah
2: i agree i love that character design it does look cool i like the skull in there i think that was like a cool tech vibe to it uh and then just the way it kind of keep portraying with that story of him um was pretty was pretty damn cool and then they do show that image that was first sawn here at get valiant uh, a couple weeks ago Uh, that's right yeah getting tore up so if you
0: you can spec on a podcast episode that's the one to do it on okay
2: yeah, and he's got great uh, uh, tech glutes there in that pitch. Pictures above that. So
0: yeah, I like to think it's just a bunch of wiring.
2: <laughs> he works. It out. just
0: happens to look like his butt cheeks, though. Yeah, he does a lot of squats.
2: That that tech looks like that. Muscle. That's what's left of his humanity. Okay.
0: <laughs> Is it squat butt? you guys are a bunch of dicks. This guy just got blown to pieces. All he's got left. That's, of all, of he's
2: got, or, that's
1: all he's all got, got.
0: got Chris. That's all cheeks. That's all he's called.
1: got, Josh. <laughs> Come on. Um. <laughs> No, I thought, like, a lot happened in this issue. It felt really dense, but not in a bad way. It just felt like we got a lot of backstory. We got a lot of callbacks. We got um, really solid art. Um, like, this isn't Miko-level art. This isn't La Rosa-level art. It's not even quite Brett Booth-level art. Those are the guys, to me, that are, like, the best that have ever done bloodshot. Pedro Andreo is just that, like, half a notch down from there. So I do think it's really good. I don't think it's the best. Like, and and that's just me trying to be real and not be a total bloodshot homer and say everything is amazing. The only reason that I'm trying to be any kind of negative here is just to try to be realistic and say, like, it's not perfect. It's amazingly good, but I can't admit that it's not perfect. Um, From a writing perspective, yeah, we've got all this backstory. We've got um, connections to previous continuity, which I know is important to a lot of Valiant fans. It's important to me as a Valiant fan, and having it work out and make sense is really good. Having um, the past tie into the present and lead to the future that makes a big difference for me. I really like reading books that, that care about that. And I think Tim Seeley has done a really good job of tying the past and the present together and putting us in a position where the future looks bright for Bloodshot Comics. I think that um, we're in a position now where we've got KT and Wiggins, we've got Bloodshot, we have the possibility of magic and we have Jesse and the Bloodhound, we have, um, the Bloodshot Squad. We have Deathmate, and we PRS have PRS is the-
2: back. Huh? PRS is back.
1: Yeah, PRS is back. We have all of these things that are confirmed and, um, like just confirmed to exist within this run. Like this run hasn't ignored any of those things and acknowledges that they're all out there. So, like the next Bloodshot run can draw from any of those things or create something new and. Hopefully, you know, build on what's been done already, and I just think that that puts the 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 IP in a good position.
0: Yeah. Well, um, and they well, the, we also have things that were created in this run too that have not been yeah, bad.
1: Black I bar. Mean, the black bar is this the
0: black firm. bar in the top panel here?
1: Yes, I think so.
2: They didn't say it necessarily. they don't
1: really, say. They don't really but it
2: looks like black bar. I think it's I black know. bar. That that's a story I wanna hear. I wanna I wanna hear Black or Omen versus versus uh PRS versus Black Bar. I would love to see kind of that story kind of be told. So
0: You know what I wanna see though is I just wanna see like and I don't think this was the issue for it. I just wanna see Rampage kinda be a fucking badass. Because he got built up over Salvation and he wasn't shit at the end. Like we I think I know like me as a reader, I was like, okay we're finally going to get Bloodshot versus Rampage, you know? And it was just like, it was nothing. He got like shorted out by Punk Mambo. And it stinks to me to think that the best fights that we've had with that character versus Is Bloodshot. Is this panel. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Well, I was going to say, not even that. The best fights with the character were back in like V1, you know, like many, 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 many years ago. Yeah, And, and I like those issues. That's so not a problem. But it's just that I like to think sometimes that when Valiant has uh, – Brought back any character they've improved upon it, you know. I, I do like the newer Bloodshot stuff a, a little bit better than I like the older Bloodshot stuff. Um, I, I like what, but I like a lot of the, the Kevin Madhook Hook stuff. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: V2, uh, the acclaim years we, we don't need to talk about, but um, although I did like that he kind of looked like Frankenstein a little bit, but that said, I just hope that like we finally get at least in issue 12, like Bloodshot and Rampage have like a big bloody fight. I would kind of like that just because I, I was really let down by Lemire's run when I just was like, when he just wanted to get out of the house. <laughs> so he was like, let me just rip and like write this book and get out of here.
2: Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with you on that. Like, I, I, I think that's one of the big questions I have in, in the, the group is whatnot is what people think about um, this arc. Where is it going to end? And do you think uh, we're going to get Sealy back after twelve? You know what I mean? Where where is this going? Uh what's up on bloodshot? Back.
0: I don't think he comes back. I mean he, he told us that he was gonna be doing more than one year. His first year was gonna be all these things and yeah. But the, the thing is since then, you know, the pandemic has hit and he's got a bigger, better job at heavy metal and he's got money shot and he's got a bunch of other books and you know, he doesn't need to be here. You know, it's bloodshot, dude. It's bloodshot.
3: His, yeah. it's,
2: bloodshot. Yeah.
0: It's, bloodshot. And it's bloodshot and it's awesome. And I've liked his run. You know, I mean, trying to think, I mean, there's not a lot that I like more than this. I mean, I like Reborn. I like half yeah. of uh, the 2012 run more than this. You know, the second half, of it's okay. But, yeah, I mean, this is like a good middle of the road as far as Bloodshot's been, honestly. Yeah. It's way better than Rising Spirit. And I think it's better than Salvation, personally, because it's just it's a lot more exciting.
2: Yeah.
0: But, um, at the same time, though, I just, I just can't see him coming back. You know, this, the numbers aren't really there for sales. and I mean, I just, but the thing is, like, it's just weird to think that, like, the company's going to be, like, no EXO until August. And we don't know yet with what's going to happen with Bloodshot. We don't know when he's going to return. Those are the biggest characters. Yeah. You know, those are the biggest characters that Valiant has. But I, hope, I mean, returns. Shadow Man's going to be happening soon. And he's a huge character. He's got a huge yeah, legacy yeah. with the company. Harbinger. So. Harbinger. I mean, I mean, there's there's characters on the the docket, you know, like to happen eventually. <laughs> We've seen the art, you know, for all these books they hinted at last year. But I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll definitely miss who he's run on this though. I like the fact that his bloodshot did have a lot of personality. He wasn't just like I'm just gonna go kill people who wronged me. He like he could like track a smile here and there. I I like the fact that he wasn't just like a one
1: dimensional gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I want to pose a question to our listeners and our viewers, and you can either comment in the in the live chat or you can uh, go to our Facebook group and comment there. But who should write Bloodshot next?
2: Hmm. Uh, we could only wish.
0: This gotcha. would be the kind. Of, I think this would be the kind of thing that had. Well, I guess we'll, we we might have a hint. Maybe we'll have a hint when they do the
1: next issue. Who do you think, Eric? And that was me in the in the YouTube comments. I said Scott Snyder. <laughs> um, oh,
0: I forgot you love Scott Snyder's work.
1: Yeah, I yeah. I would love, actually, in a perfect world, I could see Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo working together, and doing like a Shadow Man book. But we're already getting Colin Bunn and Jonathan Davis Hunt, so we don't need we don't need that. Yeah. So to me, the next best thing would be. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo working together and doing Bloodshot.
0: You know, if I could dream big for just one moment. I'm talking dream big.
1: I'll give you two moments.
0: Well, I just want one. I don't give a shit about who who do the art on this. Because uh, the writer would be that good. But if you could give me Garth Ennis. Ugh, I, I, knew you, I
1: knew you were going to say Garth Ennis. Hey, look.
0: The Punisher is like the prototype of this type of character. The, the best stories ever written about that guy were written by Ennis. And I just think that boom, he just... I, I read a lot of his war comics. He does like overseas, like stuff like string bags and a whole bunch of other books that he wrote. In, like last year, I just love the fact that of, like how much stuff he does about war. And you wouldn't have to necessarily do a book about current bloodshot. Like you could actually do a better version of what Rising Spirit would be, and have that dude tell me stories about like Tank Man or Viet Man, because N S has written a shit ton of stuff about uh, characters in different wars throughout. History really, and they've all been really compelling and interesting to read. But uh, I don't know. That's what I'm just saying. I mean, like, I just feel like you can give me that guy, and he could he could find you the right people to get killed every issue. <laughs> you know, and and his
1: and his his Punisher is just amazing.
0: It's just ridiculously ridiculously
1: good. So I want to I want to just give credit to David Bales. I think he made an amazing suggestion. Kevin, oh yeah, Kevin Hook.
2: Yeah, Kevin's awesome. I would totally go for him.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> Comic story. <historian. laughs> you know,
1: we could have Benny. Can you imagine, though? Do it. Can you um, imagine though, if we if somebody could convince Kevin Van Hook to be like, okay, read all the stuff from 2012, read where it's at, get yourself acclimated, now write a Bloodshot story. Well, oh I guess, my God!
0: But could you do a story that's just set in like any point of time with
1: Bloodshot though? I mean. I don't know. I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. Though, like, let have him read everything that's happened since 2012. I don't know how much he's caught up with it. I've talked to him a couple times, and I know that he's not like going to the comic book shop every Wednesday and picking up books and you know reading current comics to the same level that a lot of us do. Um, well, I, I seem to remember
0: when we did the interview with him, he he had a a bit of dislike for the fact that someone kind of trashed his work. Yeah. So. Yeah. So he wasn't going to read that person's run.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Which, I'll tell you what, when, we, when you asked the question about like what he thought people about people's work, I didn't be like, oh, that's right. Someone did
1: say something kind of negative about his work. I didn't remember that. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't where my mind was going. But um, if you could convince him to just read what's already been done, just so he has a feel for like where the EI has taken Bloodshot, what continuity is and what it isn't, and then just give him creative reign and be like, dude, create. Do something. Just write some shit. I think we could get something amazing. That, to me now, I mean, fuck Scott Snyder. I think getting into <laughs> Kevin Van Hook run on Bloodshot is my new dream. Okay, I just figured it out. I figured it out, guys.
2: I, I just, Up until the next one.
1: Just right now, it happened in my brain. Kevin Van Hook writing... Brent People's doing the line work, Ruth Redman doing the art or the colors. Yeah, can you would... imagine how amazing that book would be? Well, yeah. Hey, what about you, Who's your who is your choice? Oh, you know,
2: like first off, I was gonna say like Grant Morris, uh, but you know, honestly, I actually would think Greg Rucka would be kind of one of my calls for for that. I I, I dig Greg's stories. Um but I, I think you hit the nail on the head with Garth Enis, though. I mean his Punisher run just that was kind Definitive. of it, right? Yeah. I mean if it was who do you want that that would be it. I mean I he's one of my favorite writers. You know, I dig Garth Enis work. Um what he did with that book Sarah on TKO, what he's oh, done Oh, yes, just The boys too. just preacher like it's so dark and stuff. I love I would love to see him take it into a direction that would be yeah. So I, I totally agree with Garth Ennis. It's hard to it, there's no topping that. Yeah. Uh, I'm throwing out other names just to throw out. A you name. know, you know,
0: it, it's 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 too bad that I feel like Jason Aaron's Marvel work has just been so fucking terrible. I would be like, oh man, look at Jason Aaron because yeah, he did a Punisher run. He did all these like books with like, dude, his Thor, Thor was world, amazing, and grim and gritty stuff. Yeah, is good, but man, Avengers is absolutely dog shit, man. I <laughs> well, can't.
2: Or I or I guess thinking about like one other one that I think I would love Brian Wood too.
0: Yeah, but is Brian Wood kind of a um too controversial of a name to pick? No, but
2: I would love Brian Wood more on Eternal Warrior, uh, with his his view of knowing, you know, history and Viking mythos and everything to have the uh, glod back in that day. Um but yeah, he is controversial,
1: but can I can I throw out one more name? Yes. It's your podcast, man. Do what you want to do. It's, it's my podcast. Yes, this is my podcast. It's Eric's um, Get Valiant every or, or,
2: week. Or should we score this up and get back to this conversation? No. Well,
0: let, um, let, let Eric say this because oh. then we can get off this topic. <laughs> Ed
1: Brubaker.
0: Oh, that'd be nice. But he's ne- I don't even think he's ever gonna come back to like licensed comic book characters. I
2: agree, but that's a good call out. Oh, but
0: he would be he would be awesome.
2: I mean that I'd almost say reminder too for some things too, but he's the same way. He's probably not gonna come back to anything but create her own. Yeah. yeah. So and okay. I,
0: I don't think I don't think and the thing that's too bad too is like if you get if you got Brubaker you would get Sean Phillips. Yeah. And it's just like how great would that look?
1: Yeah, dude. Baker and Phillips with uh Elizabeth Brightweiser doing the colors, I mean <laughs> It'd be kill or be killed, but in the Valley universe. But, he,
2: but even his son, Jacob Phillips, is killing it in colors, too, and everything they're doing recently, too. And I would take him as an interior artist, too. I loved um, that Texas blood. That was really damn good. So,
1: But to get back to the issue at hand, Bloodshot number 11 by Tim Seeley and Pedro Andreo. Really good book. Um, I... This is the worst. (laughs) Scott called it from the beginning. Like like Babe
0: Ruth called his shot and hit it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, Hoosier. No, I'm not giving it a (laughs) 4.5. Scott called it from the beginning. I got to give this a 4.25. It's slightly better than a 4. Um, I think that this is a really good book. Is it a perfect book? No. Does it give me that like 5.0 reading experience that I talk about a lot? It doesn't. However, it ties back into previous continuity. Great writing. It gives us new things to think about. Great writing. And we didn't even talk about, we didn't even talk about the cliffhanger that this ends on, where Rampage slash Harmony comes in and he like takes over the minds of KT and Wiggins and makes them turn against bloodshot. Like that's an amazing thing. Like we've only had KT and Wiggins for a couple of issues and already we're having like switching loyalties. We're having like mind control, all these crazy things happening. It's really exciting for me. So like, there's a lot going on here. This is a really well-written book. The art is amazing. The colors are perfect. Like, to me this is a really good book that people should be reading. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm predictable as fuck. Scott called it. I'm giving it a 4.25. <laughs> so, here's here's the thing. This book would
0: have been a 4 had harmony not happened. It's a 3.5 for me. I was so bummed out on the name call. It's like, "Uh, what? That sounds like terrible." Um and even though like, I mean people know like what my politics are, I thought that the um I thought the scene where he just shows up at a rally was so weird. And uh, Mm. especially like with the way I I think like the United States has been like in the last like month and a half. I was like, what? That's such like some like, (laughs) it almost like it was pointing like saying that like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to get into it. But um, I do. I really, really hope. That KT and Wiggins stick around for a long time. I think Bloodshot works really well with like a supporting cast. Everybody's got a supporting cast. Batman's got a supporting cast. A shit ton of them. And they show up all the time. Like, why can't Bloodshot have a couple people that like, you know, help him out here and there and check up on him and things like that? So I love having KT and Wiggins around. I'm hoping for a big bloody fight. Two dudes with nanites just messing each other up. Please give me that value. Come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I'm
2: gonna agree with you. I think it was pretty heavy-handed with the whole uh, rally, um,
1: <laughs> but what's that heavy-handed, or was it just psychic? Because this was written forever
0: ago. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it both. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm um, glad that like um, God spoke to him and hit him with lightning.
2: Like boom, here you go. <laughs>
1: you know, that was amazing. Thank that was amazing. Jesus. I thought that was like so perfect for this character. Well, he's God's character now.
0: <laughs> God's messenger of death. Oh.
2: Do Hoosier? I'll give it a, like a
0: 3.5. Oh, you guys. It's okay. Hey, I really liked Savage. Okay. And everybody else thought it was like, okay. Dog
1: shit. Everybody thought Savage was horrible. I could not believe how bad everybody thought Savage was. Can we talk about that for a second?
0: It was a fun book, man. I don't care. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, we all like different things in this world, and, uh, you know, I'm not looking to be just like every other Valiant fan out there.
1: I thought Savage got a bad rap. Was it the best book ever? No. Now, had he
0: (laughs) rapped, I would be like, this book is fucking terrible. (laughs) That would have been the bad rap to me,
1: okay? I just think that um, Savage is better than it's getting credit for. Again,
0: We'll We'll just see where it goes, though, too, you know?
1: I think once we get three issues into Savage, we're going to have a much different perspective on it. Yeah.
0: Hey, so I had up the schedule. I tried to be proactive. Hey! Hey, The next thing we're getting... On March 10th is the end of this run, uh, Bloodshot number 12. And then March 17th is Savage 2. And then right after that is the Shadow Man Deluxe Edition, Andy Diggles run, which is awesome.
1: So. <laughs> Todd, a rapping, uh, a rapping velociraptor with Savage on drums. That sounds amazing. Let's, yes.
0: That like, comic book. Um, if they call him rappy. But he's not a raptor. That would be even better.
2: He's, he's the lost cousin of the bad eggs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. We finally get bad eggs. Yep. It's the, it,
2: it was actually the uh, get savage one. It's actually the, uh, he, the he new actually just origin the bad of eggs. bad eggs. He just killed them all. That was the yeah. end of them. They grabbed Big Ben and threw it like a baseball bat.
1: <laughs> People were mad about that. Well, the five People year were one. mad about that, and I thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess you can't be funny with a savage book these days. Yeah.
0: Hey, I think these if you can get like two years out of any fan base, you, you've done a good job. You know, like people just are coming in and out of these fandoms. But like, maybe so maybe I'm the bad one for sticking around for so long, loving all this stuff. You know, I don't know, but I enjoyed it.
1: I don't know. I I just think that in general, and this is my soapbox, but in general, I think people need to remember not everything is for them. Uh Not every book Valiant releases is for me, and a lot of times, I give scores reflective of how well is this book accomplishing what it's trying to accomplish, not how well is this book catering to me. And I think that there's a difference there. I think a lot of people read these books and say, how does this book cater to me? And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You're just a fan of your taste then more than you're a Valiant fan or a Batman fan or a Wolverine fan or whatever. Like you're just a fan of your own personal taste. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with being that. But just saying like, not every Bloodshot book, or Wolverine book, or Superman book, is going to be written for one specific type of fan of that character.
0: Yeah. Well, Not- I think, it, but it's hard though because all those characters have like multiple appearances all the time, and and I and I do get this point where like people are like, we've been waiting for a long time for Savage, and then I didn't like it. You know, like that's that's rough, you know. But I always look at it like this: I think where I'm like. I thought the first Savage was okay. It was a beautiful looking book. But it was like an okay story. So like, eh, I'm doing it this time around.
1: It wasn't as good looking, but it was all right with yeah. Not every artist can be Luis LaRosa. That's true. So
0: Why not? <laughs> uh,
1: they don't have the, why the
0: dinosaurs. <laughs> That's why. Come on. They don't love dinosaurs like he does. Yeah.
2: And no, but I get the fans uh, discouragement when you're only getting two books and, you know, been a long core fan. And when it was 10, eight books out, six books out, it felt like they were all directed at you at one point. Oh, and, yeah. and now there's, now there's a huge change and the big, a big shift in how that's being done. And, and when you come from 2012 to 2018, that that was, that was done a little different. Um, yeah. I felt like there was books from time to time that tried to break out, but when you only got two books, and you know you feel like you're not being represented to the books you like on um, both books out that month, I could I can understand a little bit of yeah. frustration.
0: I, I'll tell you what, if this was when they decided to do like a Valiant High book, I would be like, come on, really? Yeah. And I mean, look, I don't hate it, I don't hate it at all. But like, if you were to be like, okay, we're gonna have like the Visitor and then like the sequel to Valiant High, I'd just be like, oh, really? Come on. I will Cause, say cuz we were not fans of that. I mean it was it was done good. It was it was, a, it was a okay book. I read the book. I'd watch it as series. an animated series. Yeah. But I'm just but I mean like that's where I, I get the fans though too where it's like you know I I wanted to see like one of those like old school hardcore characters, you know. And yeah. I'd be like, "Oh, I don't want the kid version of these guys." <laughs> so I mean I see it both ways. <clears throat> My way and everybody else's way. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> no, right way. Just not, as much
2: it, as if it's not written for you, you know what I mean? Like, when somebody says it's not written for them, though, and they don't like it, I mean, I think it's it's all an acceptable thing, right? Whether you yeah. like it or you or you hate it, you're right. It's your opinion. Yeah.
1: You're allowed no, to. No, I think that you guys have some really good points. I mean, I'm on my old soapbox about, like, this isn't – not everything has to be written for you, and you can still enjoy it, even though it's not your preferred whatever. I think you guys have really good points that it's still valid to say – this isn't written for me, therefore, I'm not a huge fan of it. I think that there's a lot of validity to that. You know, so, if if, if could just ramp up to fifty books a month like Marvel and DC, <laughs> these
0: conversations wouldn't <laughs> even, even happen anymore because we'd all be like, "Well, you know what? I didn't like ten books, but I still liked forty of them." <laughs>
2: Heck yeah, exactly, Scott. I, I still I'm like, tired of watching still stupid like shows with, with the, the kids. Universe. I want to watch 15 that.
0: Books in it, you know. I, liked, I liked, like. I like like. Like the the um, PSYOC corner with its fifteen tie-ins that they have currently going right now, you know.
2: chefs some future state. Everything's future state. Just done. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: two months of future state. Oh man, I'd be
0: pissed off if they're like, "Here's two months of like our characters ten years in the future." I'd just be like, "Who cares?" <laughs> like, I don't know. But I'm. But I will say this: I I always appreciate the fact that Valiant does kind of keep things fresh, and. You know, they're not looking at like what Marvel and DC are doing and being like, oh, we should do that too, man. Let's just have our three main characters be gone for a year, but we'll tell a bunch of stories about like a bunch of like side characters and we'll build up around it, you know, and we'll push those characters a year in the future. Like, nothing like that happening, you know, or like, I don't know. I I would say this though if you could do like what Hickman did on X Men anywhere, any publisher, that's special. Because I couldn't believe how much I liked those books, and I haven't really just, I haven't really fallen in love with anything from like Marvel, DC, or Image in a long time. And then I read those, and I was like, and it made me like remember the like the X Men could be cool again.
2: That's how I'm feeling about Immortal Hulk still right now. Loving Immortal Hulk. I haven't
1: read it for a while. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I've read Immortal Hulk. It wasn't for me at the beginning. Oh, <sighs> I liked it a lot when I, I just, you know, I just got to the point where I was buying too much stuff though. And what do you I mean thought, it's I, not I for you? I
0: thought I would Eric. buy the deluxe editions and I never have.
2: What do you mean it's not for you? Come on.
0: I mean it's not for me, He man. likes a mortal hulk, okay? He wants his Hulk mortal.
2: He wants mortal like the no. in, internal
1: warrior. <laughs> internal <laughs> warrior. <laughs> I'm more of a fan of external warrior, thank you very much. <laughs> what about Exo Man of War? That's X-O like man I of War. I don't nin-jack know. Ninjack
0: with the CK at the end.
1: <laughs> ninjack.
0: Uh, nin-jack. I, I, I love looking at like uh, eBay listings. I look at them every day trying to find like the couple covers that I still can't ever find. And there's always just like someone that's ninjack with the CK or like Exo Man of War. Or like usually like
1: a really hideously drawn like faith Auto uh, autocorrect. Commission.
2: Come
0: on.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Autocorrect.
1: No, I think that we got a solid book this week. Yeah. Um, I think Bloodshot is good. I am really curious to see, because we've been told that the next issue does contain a hint of where the character is going in the future, when we can expect him to be back. I'm really curious to see what that means. Um,
2: what about the six-page comic story in that they pulled out of the, uh, the archive, out of, uh, out of the vault, to have that be told? No,
0: I, I don't know. I want to see what it is. Yeah, you know, I
2: know that the guy—he's Benny. He's a former uh, military vet, things like that. So I know he said he had said a long time ago that he wrote a story back in the day. Yeah. Um, I know so people
0: weren't like, happy about that either. You know, like <laughs> it's, it's just a, a backup
2: story. story. It's not like it's yeah. an extra six pages. Like yeah. you know,
0: yeah. But I mean, like he used to do all those videos that they they included on the humble bundles back in the
1: day too. So it's like it's not like
0: he's like a stranger to like working with Valiant.
3: Right.
1: Yep. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it'll be cool. Maybe it won't. But only time will tell. Maybe it um, will be the equivalent
0: of that, like one issue of Ninjack that was in Kent's run, but it wasn't written by Kent oh, and it was god, just amazing.
1: Was oh my god, that was phenomenal. <laughs> I know. I was like, "What? Build the next one off of that guy's work." That guy was Kevin Maurer,
0: I think his name was, and that that single issue was like jaw dropping. I I couldn't believe how much I liked it. But Ninjak has been really consistent. It's always been good. I really liked where they went after it, so I don't have to make complaints.
2: How would you feel if Kevin Smith wrote a valiant comic book?
0: I wouldn't be that stoked. No, <laughs> no you didn't. I mean, you
2: didn't like his Green uh, Green Hornet run or Marvel Knights. I, I, have,
0: I haven't read anything he's done since,
1: um, like Green Arrow, Daredevil. Last time I read Kevin Smith, he made Batman piss his pants. (laughs) (laughs) I I did like his hit girl. He'd had a hit girl run. Hit hit girl
2: Hollywood. Yeah, he did a hit girl arc, and that was pretty good.
0: Oh, who who drew it?
2: Oh, Pernelli O'Run, O'Rum? I don't know.
1: When When he retconned Batman year one. To make Batman piss his pants at a penultimate moment in that book. That Uh, pissed me off.
2: I'm balls. They take some balls. He drained them. them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Raisins now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So at the end of the day,
1: I think we got a good book this week. I think it was drawn well. I think it was written well. And it may not be the best thing that Valiant's ever done, but I think it was really good. Yeah, and it was good. And I cannot wait to see how Bloodshot deals with Wiggins and KT coming after him. I cannot wait to see how he deals with Rampage or Harmony or whatever the fuck his name is now. Um, I think that there's a lot to look forward to. We have Visitor coming finally. That's been a question on a lot of people's minds shadow man is being pushed that's obviously going to be coming out uh sooner rather than later very soon um we have ninjack on the in the pipeline we have harbinger in the pipeline you know we have a lot of books that are coming so i think there's a lot to look forward to as valiant fans um you know and I, i do think that there's a lot of reason to feel positive right now um and yeah, man. Uh, exactly what Hoosier is saying. Uh, in, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be back with Bloodshot number 12. We're going to be able to talk about the finale of this series. We're going to be able to talk about you know the series as a whole and um, potentially what is next for this character. And I think that that's going to be really awesome. So hopefully everybody subscribes. Hopefully you like the video. Hit the bell after you sub- subscribe so that you get notified when we go live. And that, that way you can be part of the conversation Um, As you've noticed, if you've listened to this episode, watched this episode, or any of our previous episodes, we really pay attention to what it is that people are saying in the comments. We try to be on top of it, and we try to make sure that your voice is a part of the conversation. So when people make comments and and give us suggestions, we want to include you. So anybody else that wants to be included in our conversation and be a part of the Get Value family, we totally welcome you with open arms. So Thanks to David hanging out, Scott as always, Todd hanging out in the chat, um, everybody who's been in the chat, everybody else who's watching live, and anyone listening or watching after the fact, we really appreciate you. Hopefully, you enjoy what we do. You subscribe, you like, you hit the bell icon, and uh, we'll hopefully see you guys next time. Ring but, a ding. Yeah, man. Ring this has been King down, down, down and we hope to see you guys next time.
2: Ring-a-ding-ding-dong!